morning, Big Ten fans. Welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Morning Minutes. I am your host, Mike Chen. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten. I'm, I'm, it is Friday, January 29th, 2021, and another day, another set of coaches either getting elevated or leaving the conference. We'll start off with Michigan State. As we all know, last week, uh, Mike Tressel went to Cincinnati to fill in former Ohio State star Marcus Freeman's spot on Mark D'Antonio's staff as the defensive coordinator. Uh, this one's understandably so. Uh, you know, like we talked about when the move was announced, that Tressel was a holdover from the D'Antonio era. And unfortunately for him, you're looking at the fact that he got demoted. Uh, he went to a defensive backs coach. Um, and previously, the two years, he was the defensive coordinator. Uh, I, I get that, you know, it was it was late. It was a late movement, especially with, you know, everything that's happened in the past year with the coronavirus. I get why Trussell waited. And, you know, he's going to a spot where I think is uh, is very good for him. They have a past relationship. Uh, both of them obviously worked with Jim Trussell before. Uh, and I think that go, this, is a, this is a good move by Trussell. But what Michigan State did in order to fill that spot from defensive backs coach was they elevated Tavares Tillman. Uh, Tillman was a secondary coach, uh, not a coach on the field, just kind of a, a guy that was there doing stuff in the background. But either way, you know, this is a, a a way that you've seen Mel Tucker do things a lot. Uh, Mel Tucker hasn't necessarily gone outside of the program to get his new coaches. He's a, He seems like he's a loyal guy. He seems like he's going to continue to elevate his coaches if they put the hard work in, if they do everything that he's looking for. You're going to get an opportunity to move up. Uh, when other opportunities arise inside the program. He's not looking outside of the program like a lot of other coaches do. And uh, I think that, that is, that's, that's something that uh, you, know, you should uh, realize when you're on the Michigan State staff that you have an opportunity to move up. I, I love it. I think it's great. I think that you know, a lot of not just college football teams, but you know, I think that you're looking at jobs all over the world that you need to see more of that the loyalty to the workers who put in the hard work who deserve opportunities to move up i love seeing that i think that's very commendable by mel tucker and you know what they might not have the most success on the field going forward or they might have success who really knows i think tucker has you know, done a good job, but there's a lot of roster turnaround over there at Michigan State. But nevertheless, as a coach, you have to feel pretty comfortable about the situation in East Lansing. And if you're Tavares Tillman, thinking, hey, you know what? If I work hard enough, there are other positions here that I could be elevated to if you know, some of the other coordinators opt to leave for other jobs. So, you're, uh, you're obviously looking at a, a situation that is very, very good for coaches up at Michigan State with Mel Tucker at the helm. 
Nebraska analyst Bill McGovern. He is going to move on to the NFL. Um, Mike Tillman, uh, a guy that wasn't on the field during games, uh, you know, helps during practice, does some certain things. But uh, McGovern uh, moving to the Chicago Bears, he is going to be their inside linebackers coach. I think this is the move up for him, uh, especially with all the turmoil that's happening in Lincoln. You have to think that this is a move where McGovern said, you know, I see what's going on. There's a lot of players that have decided to leave the program, uh, some big time players uh, like we talked about the other day, you know, including uh, their, you know, I think one of their best players, Luke McCaffrey. Uh, I think this has a lot to do with the fact that uh, Frost really just didn't give the reins to McCaffrey. I think if Frost said, you know what, I've seen you, Adrian Martinez. I know what you can do. I know what you're capable of. Uh, you know, let's give Luke McCaffrey a shot. Uh, I think McCaffrey stays. Well, that didn't happen. McCaffrey uh, started a few games while Adrian Martinez got hurt, which seems to happen every single year. And then Frost gave the job back to him. And I thought he earned the opportunity to at least, you know, especially in this year where it's a free year and, and both of them aren't losing a year. I thought that it was a great opportunity to, for, for Frost to see what McCaffrey really could do with consistent playing time. He showed flashes. He, he was able to throw the ball. He was able to run the ball. He's a good player, a very good athlete. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, due to circumstances, he's leaving. Uh, you know, you're seeing coaches leave like McGovern. It's not a good situation right now at Nebraska. You have to wonder how much longer of a leash Bill Moose is going to give Scott Frost. I, I, you know, he's entering, you know, if you count this year, it's his third year, which I think you do have to count. Although, you know, you, you put this one with an asterisk. Um, I think he's great for the community. He understands Nebraska, but Nebraska wants to win again. I mean, remember when he was their quarterback in the nineties, they were a powerhouse. Granted, they weren't in the big 10. They were in the big 12, different conference, different college football back then. I mean, they, they ran the power option. Uh, it, it was a completely different offense. Uh, that option was difficult to stop. And it wasn't just Scott Frost. They had Tommy Frazier. They had all sorts of guys back there that were running that option. But right now, uh, you know, I think he's had a, a difficult time making the adjustment. When he was hired, I thought it was a great hire. I thought that he would bring that program back to respectability. Well, he hasn't quite gotten there yet. And I'm not sure if he's going to get there. You know, they're losing coaches. They're losing talent. It's difficult right now. It's it's not an easy road for Nebraska. And we'll see how it works. But this year, you know, this coming season, I think is an absolutely massive one for the way that they're going to view the program going forward. Uh, you know, they, they've got some good recruits. Uh, Thomas Fidone is one of the best tight ends in the country, in my estimation. He's coming in as a 21 guy. I think he sees the field right away. but when you look at the, the kind of talent that they've lost and just the, the general aura of the program, it's not very good right now. It really, really isn't. And speaking of that aura of the program, uh, you know, Michigan 
Jim Harbaugh decided to really rework his whole defensive staff pretty much. Uh, some of the offensive staff as well, uh, you know, and they, they've moved some things around. And with that movement, there was bound to be some players reconsidering their commitments due to the fact that a, a lot of times it's not, you're not necessarily committing to a school. You're not necessarily committing to a program or a head coach because the head coach, you, know, you see the head coach, but who do you really work with? And again, I'm going to go back to this one. You really work with the strength coach and you really work with your position coach. Those are the two coaches that uh, in my estimation for any college recruit, those are the two biggest relationships that you're going to have. Having a head coach there. Yeah. It's, it's a big time relationship and it does matter, but head coaches move, you know, sometimes coordinators stay because they're good coordinators. And in this situation at Michigan, with the departure of Don Brown, they elevated, or I, I guess I should say they hired Mike McDonald. Uh, McDonald, obviously coming from the NFL, from John, brother John's team, the Baltimore Ravens. You were going to lose some commits. And the first domino fell, and it fell yesterday, with 2022 linebacker Tyler Martin. And this one has to do specifically with him wanting to play for Don Brown, playing in that defense. He thought, Martin thought that he fit well in that defense. And with the departure of Brown uh, off to Arizona, you have to think that this is, you know, they're, they're, they might have a couple more decommits. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I think that, you know, the McDonald is going to have to hit the recruiting trail hard. And the reason being is, is because he's been in the NFL. and He's been in the NFL for a while. And a lot of times you start meeting these kids. Look, I'm, I'm you know, as you guys know, I'm, I'm a scout in the Illinois area. I'm not even associated with the college. And I'm starting to chat with kids who are in 6th, 7th, 8th grade. Not just high school kids. I'm going over a lot of kids and a lot of, different classes. And that's how recruiting works. You go to showcases and you might see an eighth grader who plays like a 10th grader. You say, Ooh, wait, hold on. Let me, uh, let me find out this kid. Let me have, you know, use my resources and have him fill out a recruiting form. So I know who he is and we keep tabs of him. And when he's able, when we're able to talk to him, we start talking to him and sending him mail and direct messages on, Twitter and Instagram and TikTok or wherever. Yeah. But that's the, the difficulty of, of grabbing an NFL coach and making him one of your coordinators and a big-time coordinator as well. McDonald's never called a defense before. It's been a linebacker's coach for John Harbaugh in the NFL. Yes, at the highest level, but it's different. Calling plays is different than just having a position group to work with. It's a lot more responsibility. A lot. We'll see how that works out, but for Tyler Martin, it didn't work out very well. Penn State saw uh, two significant transfers yesterday. Uh, one of them being backup quarterback Will Levis. Uh, Levis played a good amount. Uh, one point in time, it looked like he liked the Nebraska situation. 
It looked like he had wrestled the job away from Sean Clifford, but that wasn't to be the case. Clifford ultimately got the job back, um, and, and you know he looks like he is the starter going into the season before the transfer. And Will Levis said, you know what, I'm off. I'm, I'm going to go find somewhere where I can play. Uh, I, I honestly, uh, with the way that Clifford played last year, uh, the fact that you know the Penn State offense, you're comfortable with James Franklin, you're comfortable in State College. I personally, if I was Levis, due to the extra year that the NCAA is granting, I would have waited it out. But again, this year, because of the fact that they're giving free transfers, because of the free season, you're seeing a lot of players enter the transfer portal, a lot. And another one in the same situation is redshirt freshman Lance Dixon. Uh, Dixon was a very highly thought-of recruit coming out of high school. Top 100 commit, a couple, uh, like, I believe 247 Sports, uh, their specific rankings had him as a five-star linebacker. He is from Michigan. Uh, We'll see if Dixon matriculates back home. Michigan was in his recruitment, along with some other Big Ten powers. Ohio State was after him. So that one's a, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, Dixon you know, didn't really play up to his ranking. And you know, with Micah Parsons leaving, I, you know, that, that's a, a golden opportunity for him to get in the field next year and play significantly. And he played a little bit. I think he had about 10 career tackles. In state college, but you know there's opportunities there, and I think that it's uh, you know some of these it's the grass is not always greener on the other side, and I hate it when you know kids move off and 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 go do that, but you know I guess you have to support them, uh, you know if they if they feel like that's in their best interest and what they want to do, then I guess off to the transfer portal to find another school. There was one game on the hardwood last night, and it was not pretty for Michigan State. Uh, After their hiatus uh, due to COVID-19 concerns, they came back and showed a ton of rust. I mean a ton of rust. And it was bad. They scored 37 total points. 37. In a loss on the road to Rutgers, 67-37, to 37, a 30-point loss for Michigan State. When was the last time Michigan State did that? I can't even remember. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, we've seen this happen already. Uh, we saw it specifically with Penn State. Uh, but it only lasted a quarter. They shook their rust off pretty quickly. Uh, for Michigan State, they had a... An okay first half, I guess. Uh, you know, when you look at it, it, it was okay. Uh, you know, they they didn't trail by too much. They scored 20 points. They gave up 26. Not bad, not terrible. They scored 17 points the rest of the game. That is absolutely nuts. Uh, this is, uh, is going to be a, a difficult one for Tom Izzo. He lost a lot of talent last year to the NBA. Uh, and, you know, what we see traditionally with Michigan State teams is that they get strong over the course of the year. And I thought that was going to happen. 
And if he gets his team right and he writes the ship, there's a lot of people talking about how Michigan State isn't going to make the tournament this year. And I, I hope, you know, for the Big Ten's sake that they're able to. But right now it doesn't look good, uh, especially with the smaller amount of games that are being played. Um, you know, the, the fact that we're looking at uh, you know, the conference tournament in about three weeks, four weeks, it's uh, it's not looking good for the Spartans. It is not. So uh, a nice solid win for Rutgers, and uh, I think they're trending back into uh, the NCAA tournament with this win. Uh, not just this win, but uh, their their last couple of games, they've gotten W's, and uh, they're, they're moving in the right direction. That is for sure. And that will do it for me this morning on your Big Ten Morning Minutes. Once again, I appreciate the listen. Go ahead and give me a follow on Twitter at MikeFChen. Follow the show site over there as well at Big Ten MM. Rate us, us, and share us on all of your listening platforms. Have a great weekend, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you on Monday morning.